0: You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network.
1: Hi, this is Jim Starlin, and you're listening to the Epic Marvel Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Epic Marvel Podcast. This is Silver Surfer Episode 6, covering a period of the Silver Surfer from 1990 and 1991. I am your host, Curtis Findley.
2: And I'm Craig Elliott. Excited to be joining you for Silver Surfer. Today we're looking at issues uh, 39 through 50, and also the annual number 3, Thanos Quest 1 and 2, and they say material from Marvel Comics Presents, it's like four pages. It was quite interesting. In yeah.
0: Way. <laughs> now, this is an interesting period of the Silver Surfer. This is a continuation of Jim Starlin's return to this, uh, not return to this character, because he never really did uh, Silver Surfer in the past, but it's a, um, the return of Thanos and his kind of cosmic universe.
2: But it's return of Starlin to the cosmic Marvel Yeah. Uh, universe, just his first time using Silver server to explore that. So,
0: if you haven't read the previous volume, which, as of this recording, the Epic Collection hasn't been released, but you can pick up a trade called the The Rebirth of Thanos, and it it's the issues that aren't collected here, the how Thanos comes back to life and such, and then uh, and then this volume picks up after that. And leads into like a million different things <laughs> to do with infinity and whatever. So Yeah, this yeah. book
2: really sort of spiderwebs out into the whole Marvel universe of the early 90s.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's fascinating. It's, mm-hmm. And I, I love this volume. I thought it was really great. There were so many cool things, cool moments, um, and just uh, great to see how it got built to Infinity Gauntlet. And also, kind of what what little
2: bits the movie has picked out from this. Yeah, oh yeah, this this has all sorts of. You, I mean, you could call them Easter eggs if you want of things that ended up in the films. Of course, Silver Surfer himself isn't in the Marvel Universe, but um, they pulled heavily from from these books and just had to adapt uh, to other characters. Now, what are the
0: things that we need to know? Um, I've already mentioned that Thanos is back to life because he was killed previously. In back way back in the '70s, and then now he's back.
2: What are the things we need to know before jumping into this volume here? Surfer has uh, like if you're jumping into this volume cold, you need to know Surfer has recently dispatched Thanos. He's he's the one who killed him, and is having to deliver Thanos to Thanos's father and brother on Titan. If you're a movie fan who hasn't read the comics, then in the comic book universe. Titan isn't destroyed, um, it's also suspiciously close to Earth, yeah. and um, it's an it's orbit of Saturn. And um, Thanos' father, mentor, and his brother, uh, Eros, a character who Marvel, I think, is doing their best to forget, exists, <laughs> yeah. for uh, reasons that are even apparent in this volume, are coping with that piece? Drax has also just been resurrected. In, yeah. in the comic book universe, Drax was created specifically to destroy Thanos, and he is sort of... More of a, uh, a Hulk-like creature. He's very dim-witted, especially in this volume. Um, he
0: wasn't dimwitted in the '70s when he was resurrected. Yeah. he didn't come back quite
2: right. There's something wrong with it, the didn't way. They managed to works. resurrect his brain, so he's uh, there's that piece. So there, there's sort of these aspects there. Surfer is still also throughout this volume. Surfer is sort of coping with. Some I don't know if you'd call it PTSD or or mm-hmm. guilt or or survivor St- Stockholm syndrome or something um, from his time as a Herald of Galactus, and that's a thread that's going to carry through through the next two volumes, the next two episodes that we're going to talk well, about. I think it's something that carries through most of Surfer's '90s run. So, but uh, definitely, definitely this this episode, and um, if you. If you're lucky enough to listen to episode six or seven as well, then you'll hear that that continues to be a theme, is, is sort of wrestling with, with guilt around uh, killing. Yeah.
0: So before we get into the episodes, I asked people to leave some comments on Facebook about this book and their thoughts on it, and we got a lot of comments. So here, are, uh, here they are. Billy says, this is the triumphant return to Marvel Cosmic for Judo Jim Starlin. That's correct. Tommy says, uh, this makes a very good prologue to the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, and if I recall correctly, it was the, the, in the pages of Silver Surfer that everything leading to the Infinity Gauntlet really began, starting with the rebirth of Thanos' story arc, which, yes, we've already talked about. Frank says, I did not really care for the Silver Surfer reboot initially um, he's talking when it was rebooted by Steve Englehart. And this is when I jumped in. Really good stuff by Starlin and great art by Lim, Ron Lim, who is way too underrated.
2: I agree. Ron Lim is one of my absolute favorite artists. When um, Curtis was asking if I would it would step in to host Silver Surfer, I jumped at it when I realized it was the Ron Lim mm-hmm. uh, era of Silver Surfer. Um, that was what more than anything that caught my attention. Um, was a chance to just enjoy Ron Lim's art again and have a chance to really discuss and, and dissect that. Um, on here, as you regular listeners may know, I usually do Doctor Strange and Thor, and so it was Ron Lim that, that uh, attracted <laughs> me to take on the Silver Surfer as well.
0: Nice. I asked Ron Lim if he'd do an interview, but he doesn't do podcasts. I know, interviews. it's too bad.
2: I reached out to him as well and got the same response, yeah. which is unfortunate, but uh, I still like Ron Lim.
0: <laughs> Timothy says... Thanos' quest was excellent. The revamping of the soul gems into the infinity gems was very well done. Starlin did great work with the surfer up to issue 50, particularly dealing with Thanos revealing Galactus altered the surfer's soul and the confrontation between the two later. It reached a high point with the battle with Stone Thanos and the surfer on the moon, which revealed the surfer's father committed suicide. In my opinion, Starlin minimized the surfer going toward the end of this run, focusing on Warlock. Thanos was a major storyline for the Surfer setting up the Infinity Gauntlet. Unfortunately, Surfer became a supporting character in the epic storyline that his book started. Uh, And that's really evident when we get to the next volume.
2: Yeah, I think that Starlin and then Ron Mars really treated the Silver Surfer book more as uh, a cosmic Marvel Universe book and really used it as a a venue to explore all of the cosmic Marvel characters, which... Uh, in the 90s, there wasn't a lot of Cosmic Marvel books out there, and um, so Silver Surfer as a comic became more of a, um, a catch-all for all of the, the Cosmic Marvel, which I really love because I love those Cosmic Marvel characters, and it's interesting that Cosmic Marvel right now is, I think, at one of its high points with oh, yes. several books, and yet there's no Silver Surfer um, title that's, that's leading the charge this time.
0: Right. Yeah, it uh, and with the popularity of the movie franchise, of course, it's Guardians of the Galaxy that's really leading the charge with modern cosmic. Um,
2: but not even the Guardians of the Galaxy that exist at this era.
0: Right. I put out a poll on Facebook. If you haven't joined my Epic Collection Facebook group yet, you probably should because we have some great discussions about the Epic Collections and stuff like that. So the poll I said was, uh, I didn't do this on Twitter because Twitter only allows you four options. And my question is... What is your favorite infinity gem? And of course, there's six of them, so I had to have six options. So I did this on Facebook. Uh, Your options are, of course, time, soul, reality, mind, power, and space. Craig, if you were to possess only one infinity stone, which one would you pick? Time. Why is that?
2: I would just like to go back in time and see things. I wouldn't even want to interfere. I just, I love studying history. I would like to go back and just observe. Um, so being able to roll back through time, I think it'd be a really cool piece just to go and observe other points in history and, and see how that all goes. And Or the future. Yeah, the future too. But honestly, it'd be more going backwards for me. That would be the big thing. <laughs> um, you know, also, think of all the really cool comics I could get my hands on before they become super valuable.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> like,
2: look how many copies of Action Comics number one, and Amazing Spider-Man number one, In mint and condition. Journey into Mystery. I've got a whole long box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I
0: chose the soul gem because I like the idea of being able to preserve life within you know, within the gem. Like, uh, the the soul stone works very different in the movies than it does in the comics. Yes. And so I like the comic version where, you know, if if someone dies, you can absorb that soul into what's called soul world and and keep them there. Uh, And I would probably hopefully use it um more benevolently than thanos does
2: <laughs> oh i'm sure i would do something horrible if you gave me an infinity gem i wouldn't mean <laughs> to i wouldn't mean to but i'm still sure i would do something bad
0: <laughs> you'd probably uh grab a um sports almanac and...
2: i would i would <laughs> yeah that's exactly it yeah
0: Oh, yeah, let's dive into these issues. We're going to start with um, Annual number three. There are a few stories from Annual number three. Um, one is called life Form, and then there's uh, the powers of Silver Surface Board, and then one called Shades of Guilt. And we can talk about Lifeform for a little bit here.
2: Yeah, Lifeform, it was a. It was a sort of a tough... I mean, it stands alone in a way, but I found it a little bit tough to read um, in that it's the fourth part of a story. Yeah. And so we're missing details. And I know they give you sort of a quick, like, explanation as to what happened. The character himself reveals that, the Lifeform character. But um, it's the fourth part of the story that begins in um, Punisher and then carries to a Hulk Annual and finally through a Daredevil annual, and only one of those annuals has been collected as well. So it's not even like I can go find the parts one and two at the moment to read it. Right. You can only read uh, part three, which is in Daredevil volume fourteen, Heart of Darkness, and that's um, that's the only other part. So you can read parts three and four, but you miss out on the beginning. And so that's the one thing. Um, I don't know. I like the way Marvel's staying true to keeping things within their own books, but on the other side. The result is little pieces like this. I don't get the whole story. And that's, um, I mean, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to approach that
0: well, for Marvel. We could so. talk about that a little bit because, uh, first of all, in the 90s, this was a typical thing to do for their annuals. Is they would split their stories amongst the, the different annuals. And there are certain times like Days of Future Present, which which are very much ending on cliffhangers and continuing in the next ones. But then there are stories like this one or Atlantis attacks where it's individual stories dealing with individual people, um, where there's the common thread of the, the, you know, in this case, it's the life form creature. Um, but, Silver Surfer only appears in
2: this one chapter.
0: Yes. And Daredevil, Hulk, Punisher, they don't appear in this chapter at all. So it does kind of stand alone.
2: So, I mean, it was semi-alone. It's more the life form character himself actually has an interesting arc. Yeah. But we and don't get, to, we see don't get arc. to see that We don't get to see that. We only catch the tail end of that, that arc. Um, it's also yeah. too bad because that's a character that Marvel never revisits. Right. He exists for four issues. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's it. With the
0: Epic Collection, sometimes they will make the they will choose to print all of the annual stories in one volume. So yep. I would guess that um, in a future Punisher volume, when that Punisher volume gets released, since it's part one, we may see all four of those parts reprinted in the Epic Collection in the Punisher epic collection. And then in these collections, the Hulk, the Daredevil, and the Silver Surfer one, we only see the one that's specific to them.
2: Yeah, see, I get that. I don't know. I would rather they either do it all or not, Uh, especially since they were willing to pull out sections of Marvel Presents and not give us the whole issue. Yeah. They should be able to pull out part of an annual as well if they're going to do that. So I would rather there was some consistency because otherwise what happens is I end up owning more than one copy of the same well, and that's, story and that's just eating into the page count of my books.
0: The Yeah, and that's the problem. People are on uh, on either side of the fence for this because I, for one, want to make sure that I have every Silver Surfer annual in the Epic Collections because that's the point of the epic collections is to present the entire series yes and the annual is part of that um, at the same time it would be nice to be able to read the whole story in one sitting um, so i think the marvel uh, marvel collected editions department has determined that they are going to uh, print reprint the whole story in one epic line so that you do have that option but not print the entire story in all four epic lines because then you're gonna have that story four times. So they'll do it once like like I said, they'll probably do it once in Punisher and then make sure that they print the respective parts in the respective volumes. Yeah, just I mean, so like that you, so you have that continuity.
2: It's it's fair, I get where Marvel's coming from. It's a tricky place to be in and yeah. it? it it is what it is. Either way, um you know, it's an interesting story to read and I'm looking forward to, to getting my hands on the other parts. Um, to see where it begins, even if they don't involve Silver Surfer or Ron Lim. Yeah. Um, And then the next story after Lifeform. Oh, yeah. Silver Surfer's board. Is the... Oh, yeah. is the history of his board according to... According
0: to Galactus, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: It was was an interesting little aside. Uh, It... Sort of a toss-in for me. The one more interesting story in this annual to me was the third one, with the peaceful race where Surfer goes to seek mm-hmm. um, some tranquility and it encounters Garnok Raban, the the sort of killer hunter character who he kind of reminded me of like the Hirogen from Star Trek. Oh yeah. Um, anyways, or I guess the Klingons you could you could say if you're less of a Trekkie. Yeah, and I like that story a lot. I did find it interesting the contrast. In the same book, Surfer ends the Lifeform story stranding the Lifeform character on a moon, even as Lifeform is begging to be killed. Yeah. And George Pierfork, who is the human who became Lifeform, is suffering and begging Surfer for release. And Surfer can't bring himself to, to kill Pierfork because he believes Pierfork is innocent. Uh, and he he does he says he doesn't want to kill and he, he believes in the sanctity of life. He follows that up in this Garnok-Raban story by killing Garnok-Raban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it is very interesting. They, um, and this is something, he flip-flops between that way
2: of thinking all the time. And we'll see that throughout this volume and the next volume. Yeah, this volume really is an exploration of the morality of killing. And um, Surfer doesn't have an answer for you. Yeah. Well,
0: and I think at this point also because he hasn't had that revelation that's coming later on in, in this volume... Once he has that revelation, uh, which we'll talk about later, it, his whole worldview changes, and he starts to do things differently. So, it's interesting to note also that the life form story is basically a Marvel Comics present story that we'll see in the next volume. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. So we'll we'll revisit those themes later. Um, interesting to note that Ron Mars wrote this story. Um, kind of the first pairing between Ron Mars and Ron Lim, which uh, we'll see Ron Mars take over the book completely in a little while. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we have next a Marvel Comics Presents. This is the short story you were talking about called You Can't Go Home Again.
2: Yeah, it was interesting. Um, it was an interesting little thing with, with Surfer getting sucked through this sort of energy void uh, into this world where this sort of weird pirate creature... Captures different alien races, and um, he takes them either as his slaver, he kills them, depending on on his use for them. And the Surfer is trapped here. His board did not come through this energy void. It, it sort of sucks spaceships or people through the void normally. And um, the the villain named the Marauder is the one who has done this. And so he's now captured Surfer. And Surfer is a bit confident of his powers and um, confronts the Marauder and. Initially, he's a bit overwhelmed by the Marauder, but he's able to call his board back through the void. And with the use of his board, he is able to exile the Marauder into the very energy void that the Marauder had been using to capture others. Um, The more interesting piece of this is Surfer wants to liberate the other slaves. And most of the slaves are from the same species, from the same ship. And while Surfer is busy trying to liberate them, he comes to the realization that these people were on their way back to a planet that Surfer fed to Galactus. Right. And so Surfer is a bit racked with guilt at the same time. So Surfer yeah, doesn't. Yeah.
0: They have no idea that their planet is gone.
2: Yeah. And so that's really that you can't go home again, story. So initially you think it, it's something to do with that, but it's actually a reference to the fact that that these people who Surfer has freed, yeah, he is also condemned to to an uh, an exile because he's destroyed their world. So he. He says that he's going to help them find a new world where they can be safe, um, but he can't bring himself to confess that the reason he has to help them find a new world is that he um, he is responsible for them not having one. Yeah. Um,
0: I wonder how grateful they would be if they knew that he was the the reason that their planet was destroyed in the first place.
2: Yeah, that would be an, like a tricky piece if you find out that your, your savior is also your... Like The reason you're in, yeah, in that place in the first right. place. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there's movies and, and other stories about that piece, but in this case, that's the the very short story. Um...
0: They actually do it really well for the, the page count that they do. It's a well-told story. Um, yeah. The artist here, Jack Sparling, is um, a Golden Age artist from Marvel's Golden Age. And this being the 90s, it has to be one of his last work. Like, he's got to have been really old at this point. And I I haven't followed. I, I'd have to look him up to see for sure. But I'm actually pretty surprised to see his name this late in the game.
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a bit surprised. But it was great to see. And I um, I love the throwback art style of that. And it, it is a throwback art style. But it was great. Yeah. It almost looks like the like European sci-fi comics in some of the panels or also um, some of the sort of really funky heavy metal sci pieces
0: yeah yeah there's hints of like Mobius kind of art in there and and that kind of thing for sure yeah I can see that I think Silver Surfer lends itself well to Marvel Comics Presents because just the nature of him surfing the spaceways he can randomly come up against some unknown alien species and just have a short little story and then he's off to the next one and you could so he appears in Marvel Comics Presents in these short stories all the time yes
2: well, and I think that throughout this era, Marvel often used the different planets he visited as allegories for social commentary.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, we can move on to the the first of the regular issues here. Silver Surfer number 39. This is yeah, a what, fill-in issue. What happens in fight game stays in fight game. <laughs> the fight game, yeah. So Sur- Surfer comes across a planet where a, gla- a gladiator-type game has been happening for generations, and he tries to stop them, uh, but he doesn't doesn't do it he fails in fact he participates in one of the games it's tricked one point. into yeah. the, he's tricked into it
2: i don't know it was an okay story yeah for me i it, felt um, like
0: some of the themes were stuff that we have already seen before
2: it felt like a bad version of a mojo world story to me yeah
0: right yeah or 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 arcade or something like that or
2: um planet hulk planet hulk yeah yeah like there's been enough there have been better versions of the story i don't know if that's because they were more fleshed out, or um, the protagonist was different, or or how it works. But whatever it was, this story to me, it was definitely a toss-in. Some of the new characters were just annoying. Like, they were intentionally um, stereotypes, they were intentionally cliches, but I still found them annoying that they were so cliched, and so that part wasn't great for me.
0: The only part that I enjoyed was kind of at the end when he has the realization that this there's no saving this city or this planet this civilization is so ingrained in the way it works with the with with the gladiator stuff they they revel in the the chaos and the death and the destruction
2: well i mean they they claim to feed on it the way galactus feeds on planets so
0: so like silver surfer is an incredibly powerful creature with cosmic powers but he can't do anything to change the minds the mindset
2: of the civilization. I guess he needs a mind gem. <laughs> Where is he going to get one of those? Um, but yeah, no that was the piece. I did find it interesting that they introduced the weird sort of cosmic rod thingy, the weapon um the weapon of the of demon star. Yeah. There's another sort of one of those crazy Marvel sort of enchanted weapons, but this is one of those ones that isn't revisited there's a lot of stuff in this book that isn't revisited we never see life form again we never see the demon star staff I mean I know surfer yeah. destroys it uh in this story but we never saw it previously and yet it seems to be a reasonably powerful mystic weapon so yeah but yeah that's basically 39. In the end, I do love the fact that Surfer's so annoyed he crushes his payment and then leaves. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Because in the Silver Surfer, I did Dynamo City story, which was a big slam at DC Comics, Dynamo (laughs) City. (laughs) So I stuck around for a little while longer just to vent my spleen.
0: Okay, moving on to number 40. This, This This is where it all starts. Yeah, this
2: is where we're actually back involved with the Thanos story arc. But only briefly, and then it kind of diverts again. So it starts on Titan with Surfer delivering Thanos' body to Mentor and Eros, and he is accompanied by dim-witted Drax. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then he travels to Dynamo City uh, because apparently Thanos has a will, and the will is going to be read in this, this city called Dynamo City. So he travels there, and it's all a trick, because it causes Silver Surfer to lose his cosmic powers and gets trapped in the city. It's a ridiculous setup where he has to pay a, a huge fee in order to be to have a, a safe passage out of the city. And yes. only out of the city will he get his cosmic powers back. And he has to work for it, but he, he can't find any work that's going to pay him the amount of credits that he's going to need in order to get out. Um, interesting to note that this uh dynamo city is a jim starlin allegory for dc comics dc dynamo city because he was really really upset with the way that he was treated at DC. there's a lot
2: of jim starlin allegories for dc yeah he really did not part well with them
0: this whole story is fascinating when you know that everything that's written about it is based on his time at dc comics absolutely fascinating Let me see if I can find some, just some of the dialogue that these characters that he meets is just, it's just so revealing to the way the industry worked at the time, or at least how he perceived it, uh, or how he was treated.
2: No, I can, you can see that even from the fact that he can't just easily leave, which speaks to being able to just walk away from your, from a contract, right? Um, I did think the key though, if you go to 115, at the end of the first issue, the fee to leave is 50 credits, In the next issue, it's five credits. It has changed. Oh. (laughs) The price changes to five credits in issue 41. Um, I don't know why that inconsistency, but it it does switch. It's only five credits? And by the end of issue 41, it's five credits to leave, not 50 for some reason.
0: Okay, so the next issue called Job Hunting, this is... I didn't collect Silver Surfer when I was a kid, but I had this one issue. And in context, I had no idea what it meant.
2: <laughs> it's actually kind of a lame issue to own on on its own. Yeah, but I mean it's fun. It has this game show aspect to it. And as a kid that was kind of funny. But I just mean from overall, like of all the Silver Surfer options, he's not he's got no powers, he's not surfing True. space yeah, 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 He's not he's he's looking for a job and he goes on a game show as as things for you to own from the the entirety well, of the Silver Surfer canon.
0: I probably got it for free, and that's probably why I got it for free, because you know, it's not that interesting of a Silver Surfer issue, but knowing the context of the DC relationship here, it's actually very, very revealing. Because there's one point he gets a job in construction, and it, he has to live in this huge tent city of all of these people who can't afford to be on, in Dynamo City.
2: Well, he doesn't get that till he gets fired from his construction job, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if you want to, if you want to use it as an allegory for. DC Comics. And the most telling thing is the opening line of page 118, Dynamo City, a gigantic free-floating satellite community whose only purpose is commerce. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that to me is the biggest criticism he was leveling is that they're not worried about creativity or um, or writing or anything like that. He is clearly taking a shot at DC for being only about profits.
0: But listen to this dialogue. When he's talking to the people in the, in the tent city, He says here, uh, the alien says, uh, what's this alien's name? He makes a friend whose name is Zeklar. Yep. Zeklar says, I heard on the rumor mill that you got stuck here like the rest of us lucky fools. Surfer says, you're all trapped in this city by the exit toll regulation. And then these other two guys say, most certainly not. For some of us, this situation is only a temporary condition. So these are the people who don't realize that they are locked into this contract, contract with DC or whatever. Um, and then they go on to say, we came to make it big in Dynamo City, and we will. We're, true, we're down on our luck now, but, but that'll change. And the Surfer says, you willingly came to this madhouse knowing what it was like? And they say, certainly, and we won't leave until we're rich. And then Zeklar says, These, they have been trying now for eight years. and We will all follow different dreams. And um, and these these two walk off, these two delusional people walk off, and they say, if we can make it in Dynamo City, we can make it anywhere. So there's this level of delusion yeah. that, that young artists who come into DC think they're going to make it big with DC, but DC just ends up owning them. And then Surfer says, where do your dreams take you, Zeklar? And then Zeklar says, it's the same place that yours do, anywhere but here. I've been stuck here for three years. One day I'll get my ticket out of this hell. <laughs> it's like, wow, he really thought really really low um, of of this well, so but and then it, if you turn the page to 25225 here's where i think One, it's oh, sorry 1 125 here's where i really think it's interesting surface says there must be some way of winning this game that, that that the big wigs are playing and this little guy says you could always sell your dreams my dreams and the zeklar says yes that may be a way out for you from what i've heard you've led a pretty exciting life Eye, the great uh, the great eye uh, the great eye and Dynamo City's rich folks are just plain starred for any form of exotic entertainment uh, they set up the sensory stimulation network so they're going to pull thoughts out of surfer's head and sell them to people uh, for entertainment and that's I, I'm sure Starlin's really upset that all of these characters and creators and stories that he's created for DC um, you know he doesn't get any sort of rights which is the work for hire sort of way to do it but it was it's just out there dc doesn't respect him at all for his ideas they just want to pull them out of his head and print them and sell them to the masses so i thought it was really interesting here so he thinks that he's going to get the 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 credits in order to have the the enough money to get out of the out of the city And so he goes on to this game show. And
2: he has a terrible contract that he didn't understand. And I'm sure that's a shot at DC manipulating the contract. Absolutely. This though is where it becomes obvious that the the toll to leave has shifted to five and that he asks for 200 credits so he can save himself and 39 other people. Right. Okay. Which means that it's five bucks or five credits per exit, not 50. Yeah. If he's going to get 40 people out at 200 credits.
0: So he sells his dreams, his entire story, and it's a really cool little look at his life. They do a great job recapping the highlights of Surfer. Ron Lim does an amazing job
2: with the artwork here. I find it creepy that the button from Watchmen is wandering around as the talk show host. (laughs) Right. Um, But in the end, yeah, the
0: contract, if you take off taxes, payment fees... Union dues, makeup, miscellaneous, he only gets two credits in the end. So I'm sure this also happened to Starlin where he didn't get nearly as much money for royalties or whatever he thought was going to happen um, as he actually did.
2: Yeah. I have to say before we move on, page 133, 134, oh, the yeah. splash page, so the Ron Lim drawing sort of surfer through the Marvel Universe makes makes this whole volume for me. It's just such an incredibly gorgeous page. You can see why he was tapped to take over for Perez um,
0: for the Infinity Gauntlet series based on this one. He can draw everyone. Awesome. Yeah. He has no
2: problem with fitting in many, many characters into one scene. And, and as the um, the fan wrote in our, our on Facebook earlier, I'm afraid I forgot your name, I'm sorry. Ron Lim underrated, and this page is a perfect example of that. How Ron Lim never got more credit as one of the A-listers. Yeah. Baffles me because this is such a great example of his his range. Yeah, um, right. It really there. is. I like the little Bart Simpson on the last page. Yeah, there's that funny little three eyed Bart Simpson. Um, I don't know. This one to me, it was a it was an interesting commentary on on bureaucracy and knowing that it's DC Comics is an interesting commentary on on DC Comics as well. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting to hear the actual thoughts of somebody who was at DC at the time versus Starlin's criticism that he's leveling in this book. Right, to but, see where the balance is. Yeah. yeah, or if there were somebody who had, had the opposite transition from Marvel to DC because they hadn't been unhappy at Marvel. Um, but either way, from a, from a comment on DC and, and from a story arc, it, it was an interesting piece. I liked it.
0: Yeah, very nice.
2: We can move on to number 42. Cosmic Extravaganza. Yeah, this one's
0: called A Second Chance. And uh, in this one, Surfer submits himself to being
2: a conduit for a light show. Well, first, Drac shows up and doesn't save him. (laughs) Right. Which is the best part. It's so frustrating, yeah. Yeah, big dumb Drac shows up and doesn't save Surfer, and then he's gone again. But
0: really, I think he's just there to make sure that we know that the story is still going on while Surfer is dealing with this thing, because... Starlin obviously has a lot to get off of his chest, and he's interrupting his own narrative in order to tell Vent. this DC story. Yes, this so, was therapeutic for him. Yep, absolutely. So Drax is here to tell us that, don't worry, we're still on track to to finish up this Thanos story. Um, it's still going to happen. Uh, but yeah, so he gets... We, we meet the, the Great Eye.
2: Well, first we don't. The Great Eye won't see him
0: at first. It's kind of like a Wizard of Oz situation here. But uh, yeah, we... Uh, he agrees to be a part of this light show, and um, and and then he gets arrested in the end for for trying to... I guess he gets framed for...
2: Uh, well, know, no, really Surfer's planning he... here. So Surfer goes to see the Great Eye, and he can't get into the Great Eye um, through the front door, and then he gets offered this chance to be the energy conduit for this light show. The contract is terrible. However, this time Zclar is there and warns Surfer the contract is terrible because... Surfer has to pay for the energy that's being pumped through his own body, and he'll lose money based on the contract. But Surfer says, "I don't yeah. care." It's Sign gonna, me up, and yeah. the reason for that is that they're going to pump a bunch of energy back into Silver Surfer, which is a dumb idea. And with yeah. that, although he's not at full power, he has enough power to then get himself through the window of the Great Eye's building. So he goes through the back door um, ostensibly in order to see the Great Eyes. So they fully, or they don't, they fully charge, but they charged up Silver Surfer breaks into the building to see the Great Eye, to reason with the Great Eye, only to discover that the Great Eye is literally an eye. He's just an eye. It can't speak. It can't talk. All it can do is observe. And at this point, Surfer realizes that Dynamo City has been taken over by corrupt bureaucrats (laughs) and is no longer operated by the good intentions of its creator. So the
0: Great Eye is a puppet ruler. Yeah. So who is this a reference to in DC Comics or is it DC Comics itself a slave to like Warner Brothers
2: who owns it or something like that? Did Warner own it at this point? Oh, Warner's owned DC since the 60s. So then, yeah, that might be sort of where that comes from. That could be a shot at an editor or who knows exactly, but.
0: Or um, editor in chief versus publisher or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's
2: definitely that piece there. Um, and this part, I don't think, is Surfer's plan. This Surfer's plan was to appeal to the great eye, and it's Zeclar who realizes their escape. So, which is great. I love this Zeclar character. He's really, really cool. Yeah, so Zeclar realizes Surfer's about to be thrown into space because Dynamo City's method of uh, disposing of problems is to launch you into outer <laughs> space, yeah. which, of course, will immediately recharge Surfer with the light of the stars. Yeah. So that's that's the plan. So that brings us to... The next issue, issue 43, Termination. And it basically is just that. The um, Surfer wakes up in a holding cell with Z-Clar, who's unconscious. Surfer's angry. He tries fighting robots. It doesn't work because he has no powers. Um, I did find it interesting they make reference to the fact that his metal skin makes it too hot without his powers to cool him down yeah. in a previous issue. But it doesn't make it too heavy for him to lift things without his powers. So he's still able to move but it was interesting that they started to explore the metal skin hmm. condition of the source right. minus his powers. Anyways, they come before a judge. It's an extraordinarily corrupt case. People who you know are lying from previous issues or people from previous issues show up and lie. People who've never even been involved are suddenly in it just to provide further evidence of his terribleness. His attorney isn't even turned on because why waste the power of charging <laughs> your attorney robot yep. when we already know we're going to find you guilty. It's brutal. But the most telling is the the guy who originally suggested I thought the guy who originally suggested surfer do the energy conduit thing. But I I'm wrong. I don't see him there. I thought he was in it. I love the little kid.
0: Silver Surfer kicked my dog Buddy into an incinerator.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Something that definitely didn't. Oh, yeah, the guy is there. Sorry. It's on page 172. He's not in the panel, like the Brady Bunch style panel of witnesses. He's sitting in the witness box on page 172. The guy who actually told Surfer to go and be an Andrew conduit clearly did that as a ploy to get his hands on some credit. So Ah. he sold Surfer out. Yeah. And now he's there lying in court. I wonder who that's a reference to. (laughs) Yeah, and again, that's um, so that's a, that's the piece there. So that guy does show up, and then I love the fact that Surfer's attorney's head literally just falls off. Like it, he yep. is so he's so useless that his head falls off, and so Surfer's sentence sentenced to termination. Surfer is frustrated. He is angry. He tries to break his. Well, he does break his restraints briefly, only to be subdued by robots again. He and Clar are thrown onto the termination pad. Zeclar wakes up just in time to be excited by this. I'm not sure Surfer fully understands yet. And then they're thrown into outer space. Yep. And Surfer is shocked by the stupidity of executing him by throwing him into outer space. Yep. And um, Surfer then realizes he needs to save Zeklar, And then the robots show up to say, this is unacceptable. You were terminated. You should not be alive. We're going to terminate you properly. Um, surfer makes quick work of them, yeah, surfer, now that he's fully powered, makes quick work of them, and then he goes to destroy Dynamo City, and Zilar talks him out of it and says, "Just walk away you can't you can't win them all and um, here's the th- another another flip flop between silver Surfer. he's willing to kill
0: all of the people in Dynamo City, including all of the innocent people who are actually just trapped there.
2: Well, no, he doesn't want to kill them. that's why Clar appeals to him. yeah, he's willing to kill everyone in Dynamo City. Without realizing, he'll turn out kill all of the innocent people. Exactly, and
0: the, the the very end here, they 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 fly away, and Surfer says, "Dynamo City, someday I shall return,"
2: which he doesn't. No one in the Marvel universe has ever returned to Dynamo City,
0: but Starlin returns to DC.
2: Yes, but so. <laughs> but no one in Marvel universe has returned to Dynamo City. It <laughs> continues to float in the spaceways. I would love to see somebody return to Dynamo City. It would be an interesting yeah. one. See Groot and, and Raccoon there. The other thing that's interesting is knowing that this is a reference to um, DC, they don't call it execution. They don't call it, it's termination, which is what you do with a job. You're terminated from a job. Right. And the payment, um, like
0: Sil- Silver Surfer is fighting over, like the the term for money is credits. Yeah. So I wonder if it's a, it's a crediting issue that Starlin has with DC, if it's something that he created that he should be getting credit for or something like that.
2: Yeah, you have to wonder if that's not it. There's a few words here that are interesting. Yeah, choices. very intentional. Yeah, so, and they refer things. It's, it's in, um, in this last bit, of this exchange with Zeklar. And the other one to be interesting is, is Zeklar just there to drive the story forward, or is Zeklar also based on somebody? You know, astrologic it
0: could be he also but. was um you know he's trying to make it big also and earlier in the previous issue he, he, one of the lines he says is that he tried selling his dreams to d c but his dreams were not mm-hmm. good enough so the yeah. people he they he, he didn't get any credits for them so that but he's still stuck working for d c and instead i guess maybe he's if this is an actual artist, now he's doing fill-in stories or, you know, yep. whatever kind of stuff. So,
2: anyways, on page 185, the second to last page, that's where they have their big conversation. Surfer's debating whether to get his revenge on, on Dynamo City. Some of the wording here, and they they, embolden certain words, like slave labor um, <laughs> yeah. or... Um, yeah, what other ones were there? There's a few of them that... I mean, there's a bunch of words that are a breach... And integrity are both emboldened. There are other words like artificial satellite and enclosed atmosphere and victory, but I thought it was interesting. Certain words that got emboldened, like like those ones are um, just common business industry terms yeah, and stuff, right? Yeah. Like those are those are complaints you would have. Paid in full gets yeah. emboldened. Those are interesting.
0: It's very very choices. clever writing on Starlin's part.
2: It's also interesting that Marvel. Let it go through. I don't sure Marvel, but like knowing that Marvel is also now a big corporation, I'm not sure DC Disney through Marvel would allow that sort of story to filter through quite as easily today. Unless he, you know, I mean,
0: on the surface, you could read the story and not gain anything
2: from it in terms of DC Comics. Yeah, but also on the surface today, more than ever, you would know because someone would put it on Twitter, and that would be the end yeah, of it. yeah,
0: very true. Um, it's a fireable offense, perhaps, but. I don't know. I, I love it. I think it's so fascinating that that is...
2: I love every time you run into one of these little pieces where Marvel or DC takes a shot at the other through through the subversive comic books, I think they're great. Yeah. <laughs> where those odd times Image tried to participate.
0: Mm-hmm. With that behind us, now we take a little bit of a diversion and talk about a two-part
2: uh, miniseries called The Thanos Quest. So this is interesting. There have been a series of Thanos books over the years, all kinds of different ones, exploring Thanos, um, ties to the Marvel Universe, and they have made the decision to take the numerous Venom miniseries and turn them into epic collections. Yep. Um, So to me, using Thanos Quest as part of the Silver Surfer miniseries, now it fits within the arc story arc they're sort of telling over the next few volumes of Silver Surfer, but so does Infinity Gauntlet, and that's a separate. Right, it's piece. not included. Yeah. Um, a, it's interesting not to include Thanos Quest in some sort of Infinity Gauntlet collection, but also not to include it as part of a greater Thanos epic collection.
0: Yeah. Well, there's an um, an omnibus that came out recently that has kind of the whole Infinity story. Yeah. That doesn't include like the Dynamo City issues or anything like that. No. Um, so there are. Yeah, and that and that's a another thing. It's like Marvel. Will make certain collections for a certain group of people and other collections for another group of people. Personally, I think it's fantastic that we get Thanos Quest in these epic collections because uh, oh, it's I,
2: very, very relevant to what's I going on. I think it's so key to what happens over the next two or three volumes of yeah. of the Silver Surfer collection. I just think it's an interesting. I I I applaud Marvel for doing it. I think it was the right choice. Yeah, I just think it's an interesting choice that that's what well, you done. You could um. From that standpoint. um, Because it also... A, Thanos Quest has stolen the title of this Silver Surfer volume. And yet, Thanos Quest is not a Silver Surfer story. Yeah. That's very true. Silver Surfer is not the star of his own book the whole time, as we've discussed already. Yeah. And so this is the first of many times where we're going to be reading a Silver Surfer volume without Silver Surfer.
0: But it's included because it's still Jim Starlin and it's still Ron Lim. So it's the same creative team uh, carrying through. Like everybody, it's very much still part of the ongoing narrative.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's, it's key. And I mean, this really is a perfect example of how Starlin and then Mars were treating Silver Surfer as a... Just a cosmic Marvel, a
0: little casual. playground, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, whenever I come back, I, by then everybody realized when I came back to Marvel, it wasn't really to do Captain Marvel or Warlock or the Silver Surfer; it was to do another Thanos story. Yeah, and so he got stuck into the Silver Surfer book right off the bat. And at that point, uh, the Perm Letter Group was uh, had bought Marvel. And they wanted to squeeze every sense they could out of the company. And so anything that sold at all got a follow up title. Like every had their own book at one point, at least a miniseries uh, during this time spell. And so when the Silver Surfers uh, sales went up uh, after they started writing it, uh, they wanted something more, and so that's where the Thanos quest came in. We ended up doing a sidebar. The story was supposed to go right back into the Silver Surfer after that, but the advanced sales on the Thanos quest were so good that they said, we want something more, something big. And that's when I started kicking around. I mean, the Infinity Gauntlet was where he was heading, but it just got into a bigger, uh, for Thanos was heading, but it got into a bigger deal. And we started going around, seeing what characters we could bring in.
0: So these two issues were originally released in what's called a, like a prestige format. So it's a square bound book yeah, Um and it's, full process color rather than just the regular four color uh, coloring that we get in normal issues so the, the coloring looks really great and I tell you Ron Lim just went all out for these these two issues like there is so much care and attention to detail people's faces like there was no rushing he took his time with all of this the layouts like it's all um, a step up even from this, the fantastic work that he was doing in Silver Surfer
2: Yes, it's, um, it's some of his best work of his awesome career.
0: Yeah. So in this first issue, is called Schemers and Dreams, Thanos convinces Death to allow him to gather the soul gems because, I guess, what we, in the previous volume, what we haven't talked about yet is that Death, the purpose that Death brought Thanos back to life is because Death wants Thanos to destroy half of the life in the entire universe. Yes. And so he says, I really, really need these soul gems in order to do my job properly. And so Death says, okay, go ahead and find them. So this is what this two-parter is all about, is Thanos going across the universe, collecting, recollecting his soul gems and reshaping them into infinity gems.
2: Well, he doesn't really reshape them. He just renames them. He just renames them. Yeah. And they become the infinity gems or the infinity stones. Yeah. Um, as they're now known. So in this issue, he must go up against um,
0: Champion, Gardener, and Inbetweener. And these are all elders of the universe, which if you listen to my uh, Silver Surfer episode three, we learn a lot about the elders of the universe. Only only
2: two of whom ever make it into the Marvel cinematic universe. Uh, And not in the way they appear in this book.
0: Which two appear? There's uh, the Collector. The Collector and the Grandmaster. And the Grandmaster. Yeah, of course
2: who replaces the, the Red King of Planet Hulk.
0: Oh, yeah, right. So Yeah, because they kind of force a contest of champions into that movie. Yeah. Those are the only two that are in the Marvel Universe so far. Oh, and Ego is technically an elder of the universe, and he's in Guardians 2. But he's not featured in this miniseries.
2: But he's not one of the six that hold a gem. Correct, Correct. yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. So previously, when the soul gems were a thing in the 70s, all the soul gems did the same thing. They weren't specific. They didn't have specific powers. This What this miniseries is doing is uh, Jim Starlin has created this thing called the Infinity Pool that Thanos is staring into, and he's, he reveals to him that all of the powers, all of the gems do have unique abilities, and he just didn't know how to use them properly before, but now he does. And so that's where we get, you know, the the variety
2: of the different things—the time, space, and power, and whatever. Yes, um, the first combat is with the Inbetweener. If you know the context of the Inbetweener, he is extraordinarily powerful. He is yeah. way too powerful for Thanos. He previously fought Galactus to a standstill. Uh, inbetweener is currently trapped by entities even more powerful than the uh, elders of the universe. Yep, that happened in um,
0: Silver Surfer number eighteen.
2: Yes, so um, it's interesting because. Thanos cannot match the in-betweener's power. Yeah. And we see that Thanos is not just a brute. He is very conniving and very smart in this scheme because he, Thanos has figured out that the in-betweener is currently imprisoned in a globe in um, this sort of alternate dimension because of some of his crimes against the universe. Yeah, And so he's trapped there and Thanos realizes this so he helps to free the inbetweener from his globe, bring him into this other dimension. Thanos, knowing the other dimension, is specifically designed to negate the in powers, giving Thanos the advantage yeah. and the ability to steal the, the infinity gem. He so. is, Thanos is very intelligent, and he knows exactly
0: how to play each one of these guys without having to uh, you know, exude a whole lot of physical force. He does that for one of these battles, but that's it.
2: Yeah, no, it's a very interesting round, but I thought this was great because the, it sets up Thanos, the true threat that Thanos is when you see that he, he's able to take down the in-betweener, a character who Galactus and the Silver Surfer both had so much difficulty um, subduing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. He matches the styles of his opponents. So in this one, uh, yeah, the in-betweener, he shows his intellect. Yes. And with the champion, he shows his combat skills. Yep. And when he fights with the gardener, he shows a respect for the gardener, which the gardener is all about uh, respect as well. And so, but it kind of is, it's a little tricky. He's, he's underhanded in every one of his dealings. He, he cheats. Well,
2: he doesn't really cheat the, the champion. So at the beginning, he just feeds him a really karmic contract. Right. A Dynamo City style contract at the end. <laughs> yeah. says, if you give me the gem, I'll drop you on a new world that you can go and deal with. Which, unfortunately, for Champion, Thanos did promise to drop him off lightly and literally drops him <laughs> from orbit. Yeah. And Thanos himself says, I wonder if he'll survive that. So.
0: Yeah, it's very brutal.
2: Yeah.
0: The other thing to note about these, these issues is that they are double size. I, I don't even know if it's double or triple size, but they are. Uh, much longer than a a normal comic. So Ron Lim really plays with big panels a lot.
1: And especially
0: in the next issue, we'll see this. But yeah, there's so many times where he either crams, he spends whole pages on different sequences. Like I love the one where the vines are tangling up Thanos. um, And he just, there's 12 panels in that one page to show the passage of time. And Thanos is just like letting it happen. Um, or there's other times where he, he, the whole page is just a space scene and, and it shows Thanos sitting on his throne in, in, in space. So there's just a, a lot of really cool visual things that you wouldn't normally see in a normal comic issue that's only 22 pages long.
2: You no, know, it's true. He had time to really develop the, the imagery of, of the books. So we jumped to, to Thanos Quest Part 2. And it's um, it's it's here where we encounter the collector, who does not at all resemble Benicio del Toro. <laughs> they both have white hair, right? Sure. Um, but yeah, we're, we've now got the, the collector, and the collector, we see his menagerie of things. Venice arrives, tells the collector he'll be back, and moves on, which is sort of an interesting piece because the collector is anticipating some sort of confrontation that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, he gets word, he knows that he, that Thanos is taking down the other elders. And yeah. so he knows that this is going to happen
2: and uh wants a wants a trade. Instead, uh the runner finds Thanos. And the runner is another one of the elders. Yeah. And he finds Thanos and destroys Thanos' dumb chair. And um <laughs> takes a
0: different approach because while the collector like all of these other elders are now anticipating Thanos' arrival so um, the collector tries to be um, defensive and yep. tries a different play and then the, the runner tries to be offensive and tries to take Thanos out before
2: Thanos expects it yes and um, and so the runner sort of runs roughshod over Thanos pardon the pun and, um, <laughs> and uh, it goes from there but it uh, again Thanos tricks him And so this is where it goes. Unfortunate. Uh,
0: I love it. He, uh, I don't know, even know exactly how Thanos uses the time stone. Um, Oh, no, he uses the time stone that he has already collected. The runner is not holding the time stone. He turns, first of all, he turns the runner a million years old, and then he turns him into a baby. Um, I love this trick. Because then he can just pick up the baby and leave. He plucks the mine, the mind stone right off of the old one, turns him into baby and goes. And as the baby, because the uh, like all of the elders are the last surviving members of a species. So, of course, any elder is going to be something that the collector wants in his collection because it's the only one in existence. So Thanos hands over the baby to the collector in exchange for the gem. Brilliant move. Yeah. And again... Very tricky, because as soon as he's gone, the baby turns back into adult, um, the adult uh, runner, and then they have <laughs> the runners mad at the collector for. I also love the fact that he deal.
2: the collector doesn't realize he has the reality gem. He just thinks he has an infinity gem. It doesn't realize yeah. what it can do, and so after Thanos gets it, he reveals to the collector what he's given up. Right? Yeah, he does that with all of these guys.
0: um and that's, yeah, because no, all of the elders don't realize what They're sort of possessing. power they have. Yeah.
2: And then finally, we get to Grand, um, Grand Champion, who is not only anticipating this, but um, has watched Runner and Collector fighting because Collector, of course, was going to keep the Runner, and the Runner is not okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, Grandmaster, who is the ultimate strategist, is preparing for Thanos' arrival. And it's interesting because Thanos immediately says, what will the game be? Like, Thanos knows that's what we're going to get into is, yep. is some sort of game. And so they sit down for some variation of chess, uh, checkers sort of thing. Like
0: reality chess. <laughs> they place they are the game pieces themselves. Um, I, I love this. Thanos knows that the Game Master cheats all the time, like in everything that he does, in order to, to win his games. Yes. So he plays right along with it and cheats himself.
2: Yep. Well, I like the fact that they both bet their gems. Yeah. Thanos is so when He puts all five up—not on. one, but five.
0: Yeah. He's very, very confident. Yep. But then the highlight of these—a lot of people I read online is like, didn't like the um, the next five pages where he explains the powers of his. It. Like, it's just a waste of space or whatever because of all of these. Just giant pictures of Thanos' head and, and that kind of thing. I like the pictures. I of love Thanos it. Head. I, I think, think it's great. so good, especially because they relate to every single one of the gems, and it's how I think it's how the gems are affecting Thanos' mind. Um, just the the power that he realizes he has now. It's really really cool. Ron Lim has done a fantastic job of of presenting the obscurity and the, I guess. I don't know the surrealism of of what this means of of all of how the gems work how to represent them in a visual form. I love the one where it's a
2: bunch of torsos making up Thanos's <laughs> yes. face. Yes. Yep, definitely. I think that's the the best of them. But yeah, it is to I think that's a great challenge. How do you visually represent something that controls time? How do you visually represent something that controls
0: Yeah space It's and definitely and... a neat exercise and I think it's done really really well here. So the 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 best part I keep saying the best part because these, these issues are just fantastic. I love them. Um, but at the very end here Thanos now has the Infinity Gauntlet. Like this is when he gets it. He now has all of yes. the gems together. He creates himself a throne to sit beside death and spend eternity with death. Yeah he says he's her equal now. But she just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And she she just completely snubs him and what is the, the, her the, her servant says, my mistress wishes with all due respect to point out that with your newly acquired powers you are not her equal, you are her superior. in all ways you are many stations above her. but she is a she is but a thread in the fabric that is yourself. It would seem, um it would be unseemly for even mistress death to address the all powerful directly he real Th- thanos realizes that um he's lost her because he's not too powerful but he's so power hungry that he can't let go of the gems yeah so but he's still going to go through with the plan and destroy all of life in order to make death happy and maybe she will like him after that
2: what's well, interesting is he he says at the end like he he miscalculated. He admits to having made a mistake.
0: Yeah, but in the very last line, who could have guessed that becoming a god would prove to be such a hollow victory? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Thanos is such a tragic character, and I think that really comes out in the movie. Uh, they really do that well of how he he's trying to do something that he thinks is the right thing to do, but it doesn't turn out to be the way he wants it to turn out.
2: I really did Well, he yeah, he did pay a price for it that he wasn't expecting. Yeah. But I'm not sure that's entirely that he didn't expect it to turn that way in the movie, at least. Um, if you want to go back to the movie, I have a, a friend who's not a comic book fan. He w- who only knows the Marvel Universe through the movies. And yeah. he he actually really likes Thanos for what Thanos did. He said that he kind of understood that Thanos was right and the heroes are wrong. It was his opinion just um, in that there are whole parts of the Earth that are overpopulated. And there must be, if, if you extend that out through the whole universe... Um, it 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 was an unemotional solution to a problem that continues to grow and he yeah. was saying that that's um he he was saying it's not in, in it's not wrong he isn't in favor of killing like don't get me wrong, my my buddy isn't genocidal saying that's why about half of their planet <laughs> yeah. earth but he's saying it's it's the fastest solution and um it's it's the sort of solution that Nature has previously imposed on things. Yeah. Um, and we wouldn't consider nature moral or immoral. And so if you remove Thanos from that, and that Thanos wasn't specifically picking anyone, he was just letting, supposedly just letting chance wipe out.
0: Yeah. And that's what people. death is trying to accomplish here as well. The same thing. She's just using Thanos to accomplish that because he's, I don't know, he's, <laughs> he's just a... Um, he's malleable. He's malleable. Yeah, definitely.
2: He is. Um, All right, we're on 44, so Epiphany.
0: Yeah, and this splash page is exactly where we left off before the whole Dynamo City stuff. It's as if you took out the Dynamo City story, and it just didn't... It was not really of any consequence
2: at all to the larger narrative. might be how Starlin felt about his career at DC. (laughs) Perhaps. Yeah. yeah, at least at least at that time. Um, but you're correct. We we just kind of jump right back in. It's almost the like just a, a reverse angle of the panel we saw at the start of Dynamo City uh, when he first delivers Thanos' body to Eros and Mentor. It's it's just showing us from a different um, different, different angle, and, yeah. and so that's uh, you know, that's an interesting piece there, as it really does just return. But back the, to the beginning.
0: But the new information is that Drax says, he insists that the this is not actually Thanos' remains. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so that's the that's the different part of this right here. Um, I'm not sh- exactly sure how he found that out. Because it,
2: they don't really tell you... Yeah. Uh, it's not so much that instinctively Drax, when he was first built, was built to hunt Thanos. Like his creation oh, was right. on Thanos. And yeah. So he had a an uncanny, sort of unnatural link to hunting Thanos, and so I think that they are tying that back in, is that even though Drax's mind is shattered, he is still in some way able to to sense Thanos, and so the fact that he is still sensing he needs to hunt Thanos, I think his way of knowing Thanos is not, is not dead. But he's insisted that previously, because he also insisted that briefly when he showed up to not save the Surfer from Thanos City. Right. So yeah. he, has, he has, this is not a new suggestion from Drax. Unfortunately for Drax, he is even less articulate in these comics than he is in the movies. So. <laughs> okay, so in this issue,
0: once they find out that, that this is not actually Thanos's body, Thanos decides to just teleport Drax and Surfer to where he is, wherever that happens to be, and show off a little bit of his new power. Yes.
2: Yeah. And I think this is also Thanos getting used to being all-powerful. I don't think he's quite adapted yet to the sudden forces at his command.
0: Like, he realizes that he has all this power, but he isn't used to using them quite yet. And I feel like this is also an issue for those people who didn't pick up Thanos' quest. Because there's a lot of recap. He goes through what each one of his gems does... And um, and this is the the one They're all green And this is the the story where They're all He all He colors them Differently True But you get again Those same sort of Visual representations
2: Of what all of the The gems mean When you actually get Not only What the gems mean But if you If you notice Along the The bottom So you get Starting on page 304 You get the same image Repeatedly For several pages Yeah um which is Thanos clenching a fist and the gems are all the same color in one turns each time. Yeah. That's the only difference. And so he's explaining each gem. There's a visual demonstration. And again And we know which gem is which color, we you know, know how it's the, placed on the gauntlet as well. Yes. Yeah. Um and so that's that's what you're seeing through through this panel. And again, I think Ron Lim does a great job of visually representing these powers the mind gem where suddenly drax switches and attacks surfer because he's thanos has switched his mind yeah. on 306 and then 307 the soul gem was the one where he attacks surfer because his very essence is to attack thanos and so thanos switches his changes his essence with the soul gem and then the mind gem is 307 yeah and you can see him toying with the the um, insides of surfer's mind um, instead, so that's where you get that. And then I love the reality one on 308 where you just see this sort of—they almost look like something out of the Mask the movie, the Mask, <laughs> movie, the old Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, the, yep. the, the big totally panel. all distorted and yeah. And so that's the uh, this distorted piece. Except Thanos is not distorted, but everything else is distorted. Yeah. Um, and then the Power Gem is just clenched fists crushing his enemies in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, I mean, it, it's a powerful image. It is, which which is the key to power gem, I guess. So, and this is where he corrects Surfer because on three or three ten he corrects Surfer. Surfer calls them the Soul Gems, and Thanos says, "I prefer to call them Infinity Gems." And there that, you go. Yes, that forever forward has been their name.
0: Yeah. And this this is a term infinity is a term that Jim Starlin really likes to use. Like he used it way way back in the 70s in the Adam Warlock days um for something completely different, but it's something that he keeps revisiting. And of course it's become so ingrained in the Marvel universe now that everybody else <laughs> uses it as well, it seems.
2: Yeah. It's as common to Marvel as as having a crisis is with DC. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, like there you go. Uh, yeah. It's just something you, you attribute. It's attributable to Marvel in the same way that the word crisis is attributable to DC. I guess so. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I would agree with that. I mean, Marvel, I think, just had another Infinity event uh, recently, Infinity, Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars, yeah, or and Infinity believe, Warps. And I believe DC
0: is in the middle of a crisis. So. It's one or the other. Yep. Yeah, it's always something like that. Uh, in the end of this issue, Thanos uses his power to essentially kill Drax and Surfer. Well, at least that's what it seems like at the end of this issue. Yes. Yep.
2: And interestingly enough... It attracts the attention of Mephisto.
0: Yeah. And the next issue is it doesn't have Surfer or Drax in it at all. For all we know, they are actually dead. It is a complete... Uh, like you were saying that this, this book is now like a catch-all for the, for the cosmic and, yeah. universe. Yep. This is
2: it. There you we go. can see it right here. And so he's... Uh, so, what, so what issue is this? This is issue fif- 45. 45, and Silver Surfer takes his leave. I guess he's on vacation. And, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's Thanos, and he um, is being observed by Mephisto and Thanos returns to his fleet with his minions, who I have to say, thankfully, uh, Hickman in the future upgraded Thanos' lackeys. And those are the ones yeah. that appear in the movie because... Like Call Obsidian and, and yes. Ebony Maw and stuff. Yeah, those are yes. great Ebony Maw was far more intimidating than um, the mouthless Mohawk fellow on 318. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, moving forward... Captain, all of sorry, the Captain Sticks. I should give the man his credit. Okay, he is a captain, captain but Captain Sticks uh, would not hold up against Ebony Ball. Probably
0: not. Uh, moving forward, every single one of the issues leading up to issue number fifty is a setup for Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, it, each one of them is a very specific plot point that's going to play heavy in that miniseries. Uh, it's
2: very interesting how early this all starts. Like, well, basically starting with Thanos Quest, this is a prelude. This, like. This is a prequel book. Yeah. This is just a giant prelude to... To To everything. um, To Infinity. And we know Um, that Mephisto
0: plays a big role in Infinity... In the Infinity Gauntlet miniseries. And So this is where he comes into play. He is pledging his loyalty to Thanos because he... I think he understands this power and... Um, in his typical ways, is trying to figure out how he can get the power to, for himself. And well, we, so- we see
2: that he does make a play for the power and is yep. foiled by Thanos. Um, you can see it on page 332 and 333. He thinks he's tricked Thanos, and he goes and pulls the glove off Thanos' hand and thinks he has it, only to discover that Thanos was always in control and was testing Mephisto, but was yep. always aware of Mephisto's intentions. Yeah,
0: and we get that um, the the outline of thanos's face in the sky that's something that has already happened a few times this is always thanos's end goal is becoming a god and one with the universe and it's happened it happened a couple times back in the 70s and uh it's going to happen again in coming up soon
2: too there are other characters who project their heads this way throughout space and so you can see how thanos would be envious of them yeah well me too i would love to project my head Throughout space. It would be an interesting experience, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) This issue is also key because this is the one where Nebula is revealed to be not dead. She's burned to a crisp. Um, She should be dead, but one of her loyal crew has been preserving her. um, To which Thanos both says he admires the the man's loyalty, but despises him for being loyal to someone else and thus kills him. In a rather brutal way, um, which is unfortunate for that fellow. And again, uh, well, well, the loyal soldier is on fire. Captain Styx appears terrified rather than terrifying. <laughs>
0: so. uh, okay, and also this, I have to find it, but this is the first time that the Infinity Gauntlet is actually called the Infinity Gauntlet. Now, I don't remember where.
2: It's uh, page 324. Even if it means destroying the Infinity Gauntlet. It's Mephisto who's desperate because he's being choked by a a handless glove. Mm, Yeah. And so he cries out, even if means destroying the Infinity Gauntlet. And that's where we find out that it's not handless at all. Thanos' hand is still within the glove. He was toying with Mephisto all along.
0: And that glove thing is a foreshadow for what happens in the miniseries. So, sorry, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't read that yet.
2: (laughs) I think you're supposed to do your spoiler alerts ahead of time, Curtis. My mistake. Well, moving on to number 46. Uh, Silver Surfer and Drax are revealed to still be alive. However, they are now trapped within the Soul Gem with Adam Warlock. And if you um, have read Infinity Gauntlet, you'll know this is actually key to that story as well. This is sort of a um, a key point in, in in the Infinity Gauntlet piece. And it's sort of interesting this is showing you more background of an event that happens rather quickly the infinity gauntlet story
0: yeah and so here's where we meet adam warlock and gamora and pip the troll all of these characters were sent to the soul world along with thanos way back in the 70s in the what was it The marvel two-in-one annual number two i think did i write that down yeah marvel two-in-one annual number two 1977 they've all been there this whole time in Soul World. And that was the last time I, it, no one cared to use these characters at all uh, because they never showed up between 1977 and 1991 until Starlin came back and wanted to use them again. So here they are, and this is again Star uh, Starlin setting up his chessboard and bringing more pieces into play because surfer tells it has to go on this like journey to find to find Adam Warlock and to figure out how to get him to, to you know, snap out of this little state that he's in and become Adam Warlock again. Yep. Uh, we get a nice little history of Adam Warlock in this one, with uh, you know, being
2: created uh, by. It's been twenty years or fifteen years since anyone saw him. <laughs> yeah, so it's a There's good, a good thing chance we did, yeah. a lot of readers <laughs> don't know much about him at this time. Yep.
0: So it, it's great. It's it's really good. And if you haven't read that old Warlock series by Jim Starlin, it's wonderful. You got to check that out. Um, So, and this is also a very revealing issue because we find out that the Silver Surfer's soul has been tampered with. Uh, We don't know what that means exactly, but uh,
2: Warlock knows that something's up. It's a key one if you don't know much about Adam Warlock, since I don't think you're going to get an Adam Warlock epic collection. This is a key issue to to check out if you're interested in that character. Definitely. Especially if any of the Adam Warlock eggs that have popped up in the MCU ever hatch. (laughs) Well... I sure hope they do now that uh, James Gunn is back on Guardians 3. I hope you see Adam Warlock. Well, it's also... Yeah, I mean, we'll see. If they were going to bring him in, I would think the next issue would be... Or next issue, the next movie would be your opportunity. Yep. Especially since... I get the sense they're going to have to replace some lead characters, but... <laughs> I just that think it's right. uh, it's too bad they're not making these Marvel movies back in the 80s. Because if you were really going to do Adam Warlock, I feel like... Um, what's his name from Roadhouse? It is Prime...
0: Oh, um, Patrick Swayze.
2: Yes, I feel like Patrick <laughs> Swayze at the at the height of his career in the eighties was the perfect Adam Warlock. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, <laughs> he is definitely not able or available at this time. That would be so funny. But an, an Adam War, an, a Patrick Swayze Adam Warlock would have been just just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, issue 47, Adam Warlock,
0: Protector of Soul World. We continue our little romp through the the inside of the Infinity Gem here, which I don't even know if Thanos realizes that
2: Warlock and all these people are trapped inside Soul World. No, but he doesn't. I mean, that's a key part of the Infinity Gauntlet story, if you recall. In Infinity Gauntlet, Warlock surprises Thanos. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is the first meeting
0: between Adam Warlock and Drax, and that surprised me. I didn't I forgot that they they never cross paths back in Starlin's first run with uh with the whole Thanos crew. But here they are meeting for the first time and they have a big fight. In fact this whole issue is pretty much a big battle. Um and I think a lot of it is to show, first of all, the power of Adam Warlock, because none of us kids in the nineties would even know anything about Adam Warlock. So this is our first go at finding out who he is, what he's capable of, and why he's going to be an asset to fighting Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. It also gives us a good sense of the properties of Soul World, because this is a weird place where weird things can happen. And it's a little hard to even kind of get your mind around uh, how it works, because... and, And Adam Warlock, having lived there... For so long, knows exactly how to play with, with just the way that reality works in Soul World.
2: Me, because at the end, he banishes Surfer and Drax from Soul World. So he's obviously uh, uh, acquired some measure of power within Soul World.
0: Yeah, and so when he banishes them, of course, it sends them back to their bodies. And they're alive. Drax and Silver Surfer are alive. And so, yeah, this sets up a, a a good piece of the puzzle. Mephisto gives them a message to challenge them to come and face Thanos, and this is yeah, this is pretty much setting up all of the events we need for the infinity gauntlet mini series.
2: yeah, I mean it, it's a few things it's interesting that Mephisto appears to be helping them, and then immediately. He just wanted to stress out Surfer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, although, because he's such a trickster, there's no way of knowing if he was actually doing that or if he's trying to cover his tracks with Thanos because Thanos calls him out on that right away.
0: Yeah, he. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's clever. like He knows yes. exactly what to say in order to make it seem like he was doing, doing it as a favor for Thanos in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, Adam Warlock's story will continue directly in Infinity Gauntlet number one.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: But Surfer still has a few things to do before we can move on to, uh, to, the, to the next volume. Um, he has to confront his maker. So that's the next issue here, number 48, Confronting One's Maker.
2: Yeah, and it starts out by him running into his former lover, Nova. Um, and there's no chemistry between them when they encounter Yep, um, in this case. But then
0: Surfer realizes that if she's near, that means Galactus is near. And this is a perfect time to confront Galactus based on what he had found out in Soul World about his soul being, being having temper tempered. Yeah. yeah. And this is really interesting. So Galactus has altered Silver Surfer's soul that he, so that he doesn't feel all of the guilt that he should feel for destroying all of these worlds. So when he gave him his powers, his cosmic powers, he also placed that part of, it, of the, him inside of, uh, inside of his soul so that he, he can go and be an, an effective herald. But then when he released Surfer of his herald duties, um, he left that little thing in place in his soul. So we all know that Surfer is kind of, he's a very emotional person. Yeah. Um, but we don't know just how emotional because this is suppressed emotion surfer that we know. And once, the, once that part is the, the suppression is removed, holy cow, he gets even more emotional.
2: Yep, he is the drama queen of the Marvel Universe. Yeah,
0: But there's uh, some really cool things here. There's some, some little notes that I didn't realize, like the coloring in this. Silver Surfer is, has pink highlights throughout this issue. But it's I think, because he's no, no, standing. I think that's just reflections off Galactus. Exactly, it's it's reflection off Galactus, and I didn't realize this. I had to go back to all of the other issues in this book to see that. Oh yeah, the colors actually does pay attention to the colors that are around, uh, to to provide those highlights, and I didn't notice it until it was pink highlights off of Galactus's pink
2: big pink helmet. Credit to uh, Tom Vincent then. Yeah, Tom who, Vincent, thank who you. Who does an excellent job. Um, of that. I wonder uh, if that was some sort of direction, or if Tom Vincent was just that on top of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say he was that on top of it. Yeah, let's give him full credit. Good yep. job, Tom Vincent. Um, you win a, an imaginary award.
0: I love the imagery with the blood on page 395, 396.
2: Yeah, literally he has blood in his hands. Yeah.
0: And it's drowning him. Like, can you imagine, though, not feeling that guilt and then all of a sudden the realization of just how many billions and billions of creatures you've you've exterminated like that's that's going to be very very harsh and you can understand the feeling of just being uh, of just drowning in the blood of these people or these creatures yeah
2: it's an ongoing theme throughout Starlin and mars's run is surfer Coming to terms with his yeah, coming to terms with his past sins. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen it a few times previously, and accusations leveled at him, and and sort of references to that. But it does um, all come to a head here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to see
0: this in the next volume that he has to work through a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's he has
2: a ton of PTSD. Yep. It's um, interesting. Is this issue ends with Surfer parting ways? Um, on reasonably good terms with his former master, mm-hmm. all things considered. Um, he also warns Galactus of Thanos, which is interesting because Galactus does play a role in the mm-hmm. Infinity Gauntlet. And then, and then Thanos comes and
0: visits, and uh, and they have a little conversation. Galactus is notable for being a creature who um, existed before the big bang uh, Yeah, he existed in the last t- universe and then that universe was destroyed and the result was the big bang which created a new universe galactus survived that and yeah. so if galactus could survive that this guy is going to be powerful for um a powerful creature to take on thanos and so thanos confronts him right off and says you know what i've got all this power i can take you on <laughs> and thanos, and galactus is like oh are you threatening me <laughs> And he's like, no, just a warning. So stay out of my way. Um, this doesn't concern you. Just let me do what I need to do. So very interesting dynamics at play here. Yeah, it's an interesting piece. It's, it's. I think it's the first time Thanos
2: is really started to feel pretty confident in his.
0: Definitely. Although, I mean, we saw his confidence when he's collecting the gems, facing all of the elders. Like there, there was some pretty. He was very confident
2: through all of that. Yes, but I'm not sure the Elders ever felt they could take on Galactus, because if not, wouldn't Galactus have been the perfect thing to add to a collection? In fact, we know, uh, you didn't read this volume,
0: but in, in Volume 3, in Episode 3, at the beginning of, uh, of, of Steve Englehart's run, Galactus actually eats several of the Elders. <laughs> he just devours them, and they give him indigestion.
2: Right. <laughs> so there
0: you go. So There you go. They know that they can't take on Galactus, but yeah... Thanos, he's, he's just stepped
2: up and uh, is way more confident, like you said. And it ends with sort of a an epilogue. This issue ends with an epilogue on 405 of Adam Warlock holding a council with the people of Sorworld. And he has sort of decided to return to the world of the living to assist in the battle yeah. with Thanos. Hey. Okay.
0: Yeah, carrying on here, we just have a couple more issues left here. This is issue number 49.
2: Yep, and so Drax has returned to Titan, and he is encountering... <laughs> uh, I love this. It's so funny. <laughs> Eros and Mentor, and he cannot, cannot for the life of him remember why or what's going on. He cannot <laughs> deliver his message, and so he's, he's stuck, and Eros is frustrated, and Drax is frustrated, and Mentor is surprisingly patient. Yep. And Surfer's in a hurry to get there. Unfortunately for Surfer, Thanos has realized that Surfer is once again uh alive and so to divert Surfer Thanos creates a giant space bat creature thing out of a <laughs> tiny cute monkey creature um and sends it to destroy Surfer it begins by destroying some space station of the Kree
0: yeah just uh, devastates it
2: and um Surfer stops to help the Kree only to instead be assailed by the the bat creature and they have a pretty intense fight and the creature actually does give surfer a, a run for his money like it's it's a pretty intense battle uh, that ends only when the creature's for whatever reason reverts to its original form. Yeah. And uh, I know Thanos said when he created it that it would be temporary, but I don't know if Thanos intended it to be that temporary or if Thanos who is watching has intentionally intervened. It's never quite Clear, and I don't think it's meant to be clear. It's a brutal ending when he stomps on
0: that little creature after it reverts back to being a little form. He just steps on it, and you see the bloody
2: corpse. Yes, at the very end there. <laughs> yep. And this one also has an epilogue, and it's sort of—I don't know—you could call it Robo Thanos or whatever comes to life in the bowels of Titan. So this is the
0: first issue that is written by Ron Mars. By now, I guess, Starlin is uh, concentrating on writing the Infinity Gauntlet miniseries. He's ramping up to that. So Mars is taking over here. Issue number 50. So that that statue or that robot that you see there it's a stone statue. That is what Thanos, that's what he looked like back in the 70s when we last left him, when he was apparently dead. He was encased in, he was turned into a rock statue like that.
2: Can we uh, just talk briefly about how absolutely terribly the embossed chrome shiny cover has converted to the Epic Collection for Issue 50? Yeah. It, yes. It so, really loses something in this printing. Surely they could have recolored it or, or... or.
0: Well, I think it's neat that they have kept that in there so that we know that it was embossed, because that's, that's, this is kind of like getting up to the era when they started doing this kind of thing a lot. But if you go to the
2: back of the... I think it's the back of the book.
0: There's somewhere in here where we see the original art for this image.
2: There's a version of it on the cover, if that's what you're referring to.
0: That's not what I'm referring to. But it's not the original image either. No, it's not. Um, I've seen the original art where it's actually, you know, Ron Lim's surfer looking like surfer, and they didn't use that art for the cover of this collection. They sort of, I guess, maybe recolored the
2: embossed, version of it it looks just kind of silly it does anyways secrets of surfer's past surfer who is trying to get to to titan in order to meet with eros and and mentor and no
0: at this point he's trying to get to earth he is oh, that's uh, right he yeah.
2: wants to enlist he wants to enlist the help of the heroes of earth yeah he's heading to earth and but
0: thanos interrupts him his flight to earth to take a little trip through his mind and uncover his memories that Surfer has suppressed a long, long time ago,
2: mostly revolving around his father. Yeah. No, it's an interesting piece. Finding out Surfer's background a little bit, filling in that backstory. And it all takes place while Surfer is battling the, the stone titan. Yeah. Um, and this is also where we get a real sense of the power of the, the mind gem. And that right. Thanos is able to go and explore his mind. Um, and it gives us an interesting piece also a look at, at life on Zen La and and uh, Surfer's relationship to Shalabal, his supposed love. Yeah, this is a typical thing because this is the 50th issue. So uh,
0: back in the 90s when we hit a milestone like that, I feel like they don't do that as much. Well, books well, don't get rarely to issue, number do 50. issue 50 anymore. <laughs> but uh, when you get to that milestone issue, um, they don't do these kind of retrospectives anymore. But this is, this is a perfectly timed, um, and it makes sense to have this retrospective right here of the surfer's life, especially as he's about to head into the battle of his life, that um, the Infinity Gauntlet series, um, a battle like, he is hasn't faced before it's great to see where this character has come from and what makes him the way he is yes and how it's going to equip him to to handle this next task that's ahead yep i wonder if there's some commentary in this issue about our future um just the way that it's talking about life and zen law with uh how everybody is kind of like, it's the technology has advanced so much that people don't have to do anything or you know, every, everything's taken care of. So a lot of people, they find, are resorting to new drugs in order to experience some sort of new life. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting and, and pessimistic view on, on advancement. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of WALL-E a little bit. How the, the yeah? It's a bit more future. dystopian than Wally, but yeah. yes. But I don't expect Disney to go quite as dystopian as as this. But but the same thing where it's like our own creativity and um, ingenuity ultimately becomes our undoing, kind of kind of thing, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, it's also interesting because this is the first time you see Shaffer, and this is before his soul was altered, react callously to death. Yeah. He is unmoved by the suicide of his father, mm-hmm. uh, or at least he puts on the impression he's unmoved. I know he sheds a tear on page four sixty, but he, his response to Shalabal is is not, um, is not emotional. He kind of says it doesn't matter. I have to finish my work. Yeah, and so he is. You can see there he's very much task oriented at the time, and then we see that he takes on the role of herald of Galactus. And so if he was putting duty before more morality, that point with the death of his own father, then we can see how he may not have required quite as much alteration to his soul as... uh, As we're led to believe.
0: Yeah, very true. Yeah, unless Thanos is playing games with his mind, because I think there's a certain element of Thanos twisting Surfer's memories in this to kind of prove a point to him or something like that to prove that he's not the man that he is and you know that kind of thing so I don't know if Thanos is trying to play those types of games here
2: the key part to me is the end of this issue yep. um, page 470 that is the panel they stole for the movies but instead of it being surfer it's Hulk who falls through right Doctor Strange's ceiling sanctum san- sanctorium and um I think that's a great piece like they just switched it out because yep. they didn't have a silver surfer. But they wanted that iconic moment. And it's, it really is great. iconic. And it so is. it's a great, great piece to have surfer fall through the, the window, the ceiling. And, and so to have that homage to the the story. Um, that's not the only thing in here. There's the brief Hembex um, panel emporium talking about Thanos. Yeah, um, it's really funny. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good little lark. It's yeah. the sort of thing I wish they still did in Marvel. Land, goofed around a little bit. Yeah. But neither DC or Marvel they're a little bit more self-serious than they used to be
0: yeah yeah that's for sure if you ever wanted to know what thanos would look like in drag then uh you got to check out this this special feature here <laughs> also a challenge to
2: the cosplayers for uh yes oh yeah. totally that would be so yeah. awesome to uh to do this thanos thanos with the purple apron
0: yeah uh there's a couple of great articles in here from marvel a purple dress i guess it is a oh, purple dress yeah yeah uh, Marvel Age, Marvel Illustrated, and an all-new afterward written specifically for this epic collection from Ralph Macchio. Um, yeah, so some really uh, not too heavy on the bonus features. There's no original art this time around or
2: anything, but but this book is a jam-packed book. It is, and although we couldn't get an interview with Ron Lim, if you want one, it is in this book near the end.
1: Yeah, He'll discuss this is very his short... place
2: of birth and his yeah. Reason for being comic book. So, you do have that chance to, uh, to, to have a Ron Lim interview, anyways, <laughs> just thanks to this, this epic collection. Yeah. Well, and overall, this epic collection is
0: great. It's, it's well built, it's well made. The restoration on all of the, the issues is really good. It's just a solid collection of really compelling issues, except for maybe a few at the very beginning
2: yeah well i mean they can't help that when they're doing the epic collection the issues the stories are made um yep. you're right especially with some of the more recent complaints of of printing quality or yep. losing parts of the panels to pages because the binding isn't done well or yeah none of that is a problem on on this or the f- next volume of silver surfer mm-hmm. which is great to see and hopefully silver surfer continues in that in that way i hope so as we hit into number eight um yeah uh, well, and hopefully the rest of the Epic collections sort of slide back towards this quality. I think, yeah. yeah I, hope I think so too. I get the sense Marvel has heard the complaints.
0: Oh, they—I think they have for sure. Yeah. Well, they stopped using that one printer, so that's fantastic. Um, so from here, you listeners have two options. You could either move directly on to ep- episode number seven, which uh, Craig and I will be recording and releasing very shortly. Or you can move into uh, the Infinity Gauntlet miniseries, which we recorded a roundtable discussion with a, a couple of our co-hosts about a year ago. So you can check out that one as well. You can head over to my website and just search through the archives. If you at the top of the website, there's a little index button, and you can find the Infinity Gauntlet episode there. And uh, so Silver Surfer, you'll want to have both of these the trade paperback for Infinity Gauntlet and the epic collection for the next volume hand in hand. So go and seek out both of those things and then come back here and listen to us chat about the Infinity Gauntlet. So Craig, any last
2: words? Um, Just uh, to, to pull a quote right out of this epic collection, Thanos imagination is an awesome thing. Yes. Yes. And same with Jim Starlin's imagination. Yes, yeah, Jim Starlin's <laughs> and Ron Mars um, and Ron, Ron Lim. Lim, yeah. No, honestly, I'm just uh, I'm glad I had a chance to hop on Silver Surfer and uh, explore the the Marvel universe, the, the the universe itself, the Marvel universe, not the yeah the earthbound aspects um, a little bit with you. Yeah, that's that's it for that. and yeah. I look forward to looking into the next book with you.
0: Great. So stay tuned, everybody, and we will see you next time.